This is the weekly sales meeting for May 28th, 2023. My name is Chris Fleming. You can reach me at chris at cdmediaconsulting.com or go to our website at cdmediaconsulting.com. Today's topic, the wounded buffalo theory. When making discovery calls, we spend an awful lot of time worrying about the wrong thing. We make a mistake in worrying about competitive spending habits. Many times in our rush to think about our own products, we glance over opportunities that sit right in front of us. We get too granular in our questioning, asking our customers about what they're spending on this and that and the other, when we could be exposing the biggest opportunity to capture market share from our customers. With a simple swap of questions and a change of focus, we'll expose the largest opportunity on the table during our discovery calls. But that starts with having a plan. It starts with having prepared questions. It starts with having a direction and a purpose to your call. Without a roadmap, you will get lost. In your pre-call planning, add one question to your discovery cadence and put the opportunity on the table for yourself. In my first initial call with any customer, I try not to get too deep in the weeds. To stand out from the crowd, it is important to differentiate. What I know is if you sound like everybody else, you get treated like everybody else. When you do something new, interesting, and different to stand out, you make a lasting impression that is often remembered long after the call. The expectation on the first call is that you will behave like a typical salesperson. Rather than getting to know your prospect or customer, you will ask a few cursory questions and then jump right into the sales pitch. That is what your customer is expecting. When you deviate from that script, when you ask pointed questions that need more than one word answers, your client will begin to open up. They will provide valuable insight into how and what they would like to buy. When I find a call going particularly well, I will start to probe into what tactics a company is most comfortable with. I want to know what they love to buy. Then I turn that question over. I want to find out who's last in line. I will frame the question this way. Here's the question. What is that one thing that irritates you every time you have to pay the bill or write the check? This will identify the source of irritation. It will signal to me where the opportunity is. Consider this. If it is a product or service somebody is satisfied with, you will have a hard time separating them from its purchase. But something that is irritating, all you will have to do is be a little bit better, and you could supplant this opportunity with your own. It's like the old adage about you and I running through the jungle being chased by a lion. I don't have to outrun the lion. I only have to outrun you. That lion is hungry, and he is going to eat, and he's going to eat the slowest one of us, the last in line. The television show Cheers ran on NBC for 11 seasons. In all, it produced 275 episodes. It was one of the most successful sitcoms in television history. It was almost canceled during its first season due to low ratings, but it would go on to become a ratings juggernaut. It would be an anchor of NBC's must-see TV lineup of the 1980s and early 1990s. One of the characters in the show almost didn't exist. Actor John Ratzenberger auditioned for the role of Norm, although at the time the role's character was named George. The role would eventually go to an actor named George, as in one George Went. He is now synonymous with Norm Peterson. The character's name was changed during season one, but producers of the show wanted to have a bar patron who was the resident know-it-all. So they created a character named Cliff Clavin, who was first cast as a security guard. He was given a minor role in season one. That morphed into the letter-carrying Cliff, who became a mainstay on the show as that resident know-it-all. Show producers believed that a mail carrier might have a wider depth of assorted, useless knowledge than a plain security guard. 
This concludes your television history lesson for today, but our story about the Discovery Call reminds me of an episode of Cheers. This was one featuring Ratzenberger. It is the one where Cliff Clavin is equating brain cells to wounded buffalo. He says, Well, you see, Norm, it's like this. A herd of buffalo can only move as fast as the slowest buffalo. And when the herd is hunted, it's the slowest and weakest ones at the back that are killed first. This natural selection is good for the herd as a whole because the general speed and health of the whole group keep improving by the regular killing of the weakest members. In much the same way, the human brain can only operate as fast as the slowest brain cells. Now, as we know, excessive intake of alcohol kills brain cells, but naturally, it attacks the slowest and weakest brain cells first. In this way, regular consumption of beer eliminates the weaker brain cells, making the brain a faster, more efficient machine. It is easier to pick off the competitor they don't like than to tell them the decision they made was wrong. That is tantamount to calling the baby ugly or the prospect stupid. Instead, make your fight with them on that marketing source that has a black mark on it. If they already don't like it, it makes your job easier. A product or service people are in love with is hard to fight. Yet something that is a source of irritation has a degree of attraction to it. And when you offer an alternative that is a step better or easier, that increases its value. Customers would be willing to make a switch when provided with a better alternative. When you uncover this opportunity, make a note of it. It gives you a leverage point to come back to. You can position your product, service, or offer as a safer, faster, or easier to use opportunity than maintaining the status quo. In our quest to uncover new business, we will fight some headwinds. This resistance will come in one of four categories. The first is about advertising in general. A lot of times we must convince people that they need to advertise. Those currently not engaged in the practice take a lot more convincing than those that are. So in prospecting, I find it more helpful to go after people already advertising in some way, rather than fight the uphill battle of convincing those that don't advertise that they need to change their position. So my prospecting method always combs over other advertising outlets as a source of leads. It eliminates one of the points of resistance that we often face. So I won't get the objection, I don't need to advertise. That is now off the table. I have eliminated that point of contention. That way, when we present an advertising solution to that customer, I won't get that objection. The second point of resistance will be about choice of tactic. That's usually in reference to the medium chosen for delivery. That could be combined with the style and method of the message. Looking at people that already advertise in a similar fashion on an equal medium cuts down another point of resistance. I make this part of my selection criteria. We have all heard the objection, we don't do, insert medium here. The prospect has laid a trap, thrown out some bait and put chum in the water, hoping we will take it and run with it, all to derail the sales call. When we select prospects already using our medium, we cut down on another point of resistance. So when we have advertisers using our medium, we are 50% closer to closed. We have cleared half of the landmines from the field through natural selection. Our intelligent prospecting method removed common points of resistance from the sales process. Point three on the resistance chart is making a case about why they should do what we tell them. This is where our work gets cut out for us. By identifying the object of their ire, we uncover that monetary figure that might be available to us. If our offer fits the framework or is above the status quo, our chances of success increases. Our customer is already dissatisfied with their current choice. It is the wounded buffalo. When we have a hunter mentality, that gives us a target-rich environment. 
All we have to do is zero in on the target and contrast our opportunity versus what they are currently doing or the status quo. Showing them the roadmap to success using our product versus one they are dissatisfied with is a lot easier when the resistance is dampened. Your customer is already buying the same or similar type of service, so that objection is off the table. Giving them a chance to upgrade and a pathway to do it that is simple and easy puts you 90% of the way to a sale. The fourth general objection is about you. The customer will make a value judgment about their sales professional. The general questions are, do they like you and do they trust you? When your discovery call questions are pointed, interesting, and uncover an opportunity, you will rise above the general fold. This one should be a no-brainer. Being able to answer these questions should be part of our general presentation. This is about how we carry ourselves and how we behave. It is our confidence level in our own ability and our product's ability to solve a problem for the customer. That transference of confidence and emotion will diffuse the last piece of resistance. We will have answered the why us question for the customer and put them at ease in making this decision. They will have the utmost confidence in doing business with us when we display we have their best interest at heart. Adding the competitive analysis question to your discovery calls increases your closing ratio. When you uncover the likes and dislikes, it gives you a roadmap to steer the sales call. Something they are in love with, you shouldn't fight. That is a losing battle. The opportunity lies with the dissatisfied. When I ask that question, it sounds like this. What is that advertising product or service that irritates you when you have to pay for their services? What I am asking is about a tactic they are unsure of or unsure whether it is working. Either they have the inability to measure it or the inability to understand it. They don't feel good about it, but are doing it anyway. This means the money is available if only they had a better plan. Adding this one question to your discovery call cadence will uncover an opportunity and a roadmap to get it in the boat. You will be picking off the low-hanging fruit or the wounded buffalo. May you hear the accented Cliff Clavin when you succeed. My book, Yes, I'm a Salesman, You Can Be Too, is now available on Amazon.com. If you like what you have heard here today, please consider ordering a copy or two. You can always send one to a friend. Go to cdmediaconsulting.com right now and follow the instructions to order.